Hey, Chosen Chosen Fam. Fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to Season 8 of the Tell Me About It podcast. In this season, we're bringing you more special guests, new topics, and the first ever Chosen Girl book club, which will take place at the end of each month. We know there's so much value in studying the Word, and we're excited to dive in to learn more about God and His call for our lives in a new way. If you aren't caught up, please feel free to subscribe and binge our first seven seasons wherever you find your podcast. And if this podcast has impacted you, we would be honored if you would rate us within your podcast app of choice. Grab your Chick-fil-A sweet tea and nuggets with us, and let's let's get get this party started. Welcome, Chosen Girl fam. Hey, hey. We're back for another week of Tell Me About It Tuesday. Yes, happy Tuesday, everybody, or whenever you're listening to it. You you know, you say Tuesday, I say Tuesday. That is very true. I don't think I've ever noticed that. I've just now noticed it right now. Maybe it's just our accents. and Maybe. I didn't, you know, I grew up here. We both grew up, I say here, yes. but our parents, your parents grew up in Tennessee. Mine did not. God, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Here, right now, is Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. It's beautiful. If y'all have not been, visit. Yes. I like the thing for this weekend is Jesus, Jesus, self-care, and mountaineer. That's it. <laughs> that is actually the theme of our new Chosen Girl collection that's coming out soon. <laughs> that's Yes. It. <laughs> now, we do have new shirts. We just haven't gotten to photograph them, which is coming soon. We're so excited. But it's not Jesus, self-care, and mountaineer. But if you would like that, say something. (laughs) That's cute. It's good. It's good to be outside. I think sometimes we kind of forget about the value in being out in nature. Absolutely. You know, we we were so immersed in nature. We just got out of the hot tub. It was wonderful. (laughs) It was wonderful. (laughs) Every year we do that. We spend about an hour in the hot tub. You're not even supposed to do that, I don't think. No, I think it's like 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Last year we spent like two hours. (laughs) We're just soup at that point. Yep, yep. Wrinkly. But it's so good. The best, we called it the healing hot tub because we have the most healing conversations in the hot tub. We always do. (laughs) We always do. I'm like, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. We need a hot tub. It's like, does our insurance cover a hot tub you know a lot of it's cheaper than therapy or the long run probably i'm just kidding I mean, i'm not sciatica? kidding on it being cheaper but we do believe in therapy absolutely well per our awesome episode with dj last that's week. right i miss y'all but I know, we miss dj you. brought it and he did he's so great yes but guys we're here liz and i are at a women's conference if you've heard of it it goes all around like most of the united states it's called women of joy mm-hmm. it might just be the southeast you might just be but i'm not sure but either either way yeah. it's wonderful and it's really funny because typically most years we're like the youngest ones here LOL. Mm-hmm. i think that it's definitely something that a lot of church groups will be will bring right. their women's ministry to um but this year i have seen more people our age same i've like, noticed hey, the girl, same hey. thing it's so great yes and liz and i were also talking like we feel like we kind of started chosen girl with the the intention of a lot of things but one thing that we did not realize that we were doing is kind of reaching like a lost generation of christian women yeah how like there's so much push for high school ministry and then college girls ministry and then like full-on woman motherhood like ladies ministry but we're kind of out here in no man's land, like in the, the in between, in the in between where some of you have children that are little. Some of you don't have children at all. Some yeah. of you are married. Some of you are single. And because it's such a 
diverse age group. Mm -hmm. I think that's why it makes it even more, to a degree, difficult to minister to. Yeah. But also and cater things to because it's Mm -hmm. so like you're trying to cater so many different things. Yeah. But also it's created a lot of opportunity, which I think is really beautiful. I think so, too. And with that being said, like Chosen Girl family, like there's several hundred of you that follow diligently along and we're also thankful for our online community through instagram which it still blows my mind like my pastor always says like everybody says numbers don't matter but each number is a person yeah so like people do matter yeah and so i still get blown away by like (laughs) yes and and followers it's because we we don't make we don't make it about the numbers aka the people but we make it about the person. Yes. It's not like for our ego. Like we have this many people that follow us. I'm like, no, like what? it literally is, is nothing of our own doing. It's the Lord. But, but saying all of this to say numbers do matter because each person matters. Mm-hmm. And if you're with us feeling like there's kind of like this in between area, like that's why we created chosen girl, not mm-hmm. just for a particular niche or age of women, but like if there's a better way we can serve you, Liz and I have actually been brainstorming in the hot tub. Mm-hmm. So like, let us know, like you can email info at the chosen girl.com or message us on Instagram. That's our most active. I actually turned off DMS on Facebook because, um, my notifications were all messed up. Oh, and so like, I felt bad for anyone having to like wait on a message. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm like, Hey, our emails on there. I check that every single day. We love it. So, anyway, we're going to do some Women of Joy recap. Okay, so our first guest that we had was Lisa Turkers, Our queen. And also, before we even get there, let me just pause for a moment to say that worship last night with Charles Billingsley was wonderful. Okay, yeah. So, definitely going to be updating. We should do that on the way home or something. Yeah. Updating the Chosen Girl worship list i did that like maybe four months ago it's time yeah to do it again i feel like christian music has taken a major pivot it has in like the past maybe two years yes i would agree and it's so scriptural yeah it's so like worshiping like it it does feel like worship it doesn't just feel like a song yes it's it's become very communal Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like because a lot of like from Maverick City to Elevation, Passion, totally. all the things really employ full choirs. It's it's really just gone back to what we we've seen. It's very like gospel. Like, yes. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like it 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 harks back to that like feeling of it gospel does. music. But worship has been amazing. And like if you are the type of person that you're like. I love worship music or, mm-hmm. or I don't like worship music. Like worship is so crucial. I feel like to our relationship with God, it yeah. really fosters in me gratitude mm-hmm. and it kind of like, I don't know, it puts my body, it aligns my body with my soul. Yes. Kind of like, this is where you need to be. This is what you need to be doing. This is preparing your heart for the word. So like if, if, if you are just in a funk with that, I would encourage you like, Find a playlist that you love. Mm-hmm. Find an artist that you love. Find a church whose worship that you love. Like, worship yeah. to me is almost just as important as the message. The thing is, is that worship isn't for you. And, you know, we say that and, like, sometimes we can just, up right, like, up front accept it. Mm-hmm. And then other times I think it's much harder to think, like, oh, I didn't really feel it. Or yeah. I didn't like the song choice. The song was, I don't like the hymns. I don't like the contemporary. And it's like, I hate to sound rude, but baby, it's not for you. 
That's so true. I'm like, we worship the Lord regardless if we like the songs we're singing. It's not for it's not for our good or for our glory. It's for His. Yeah. Something that somebody told me like long, long ago is that when they're in a worship service, they picture themselves at the feet of Jesus. Yes. Like in the throne room. And I'm like, when you do that, and it's so Changes funny, everything. Like depending on like what season I'm in in my life, I either look up or I look down. And when I look down, I'm just like, I'm just not even worthy of you, God. Like, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel so humbled and so grateful. But when I look up, I feel so, like if I'm like looking, picture mm-hmm. myself like looking up mm-hmm. to the face of God or to the throne, I'm like... God, why in the world do you love me? Yes. Like the number of times I ask that question, I mean, it's it's unreal. But worship is, the thing is, is that once you get away from the idea of like, am I enjoying this to, it's like, it's an honor. It's a pleasure to be able to offer up my hallelujahs to Christ. Yes. Then I think it really changes the headspace that you enter into, you know, that you enter into, but also what you get out of it. That's so true. And it's just like, God, wow. Thank you. It, that, I come back to the song gratitude, which we sang this morning, but also about Brandon Lake. I love, I oh, love I that too. song. Awesome, yeah. It's so great. And it's just a reminder of, you know, to be grateful. We have so much to be grateful for. And I think about that, especially through like the context of being in the United States and like in places where we have an opportunity to mm-hmm. even attend women's conferences. Yeah, that's so true. And it's just like, wow, we have God. Thank you. And also I know a lot of people struggle with what people think of them mm-hmm. during worship and during life. Yeah. And I don't know when this deliverance happened, but your girl is a people pleaser. And I used to be con- so concerned about like, what do I look like right now? What are people thinking about me? Like mm-hmm. if I raise my hands, are they going to think, oh, think that I'm better than everybody else? Or if I go to the altar, are they going to think that something's wrong with me? I don't know what clicked. Yeah. And it, I feel like it was probably around age 24. Yeah. I'm 28 now. I, do not give a rat's butt. Good. And Good. I am so thankful. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I really can't put my finger on what happened. Mm-hmm. I think that when you, I, I actually think about this though. That's, that's about the age where I started going through some hard stuff. Yeah. And it's just like in hindsight, now looking back, my brain, when you're going through struggles and when you're going through valleys and you're like dealing with things with like people and relationships and just adult, like being, being a human being on this earth, things mm-hmm. grief, yeah, um, discovering what it feels like to maybe experience depression for the first time, yeah. It's just like I just need to be with God, and whatever anybody thinks about that right now does not matter, yeah. And so maybe that was it. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm reflecting back, but if you do feel that way. I'm not saying that in a way now looking back where like it doesn't matter. Like it's very real that feeling, Mm -hmm. but I encourage you to like ask God to remove that from your heart. Like I'm not saying like you should go through some hard times to get over your fear of what people think of you. Like it'll do it, but Mm -hmm. I don't wish that on anybody, you know, but like I I pray that you can pursue. Why do I care so much? Yeah. And how can I become more dependent on God to where I can have more of a posture of humility? Yeah. Girl, that's good. I was not even in my notes, but but that's so that's true. my real life, and it's that's good. In the notebook of my life. It take it and it take. It's a process. Oh, totally. And it didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I do remember some of my first times, like worshiping, like in desperation, like God, I need you now. Yeah. Like I'm reaching for you, God, or I'm so thankful. Like oh, 
goodness. And the first time that you've been brought out of something in your life Ooh. and you were in a worship service, just get ready. I understand <laughs> why people jump up and down. Yes. I understand. Yes. It overcome with all with all the emotions. Yes. Sometimes you could just get you could just wait, sit down and weep. And I think that looking back, like reflection is so important during worship as well mm-hmm. to thank God for what he's brought you through. And I think of the song, I thank God. Mm-hmm. Like every time we sing that church at my or that song at my church all the time, where he's saying, You picked me up, mm-hmm. you turned, turned me, me around. around. And I'm like, I look at myself, I'm like, look at Sarah a year ago mm-hmm. and what struggles was she going through right then? Mm-hmm. And what was she dealing with? And and what kind of mental state, physical state, whatever she was in. And I look at me now. Not in a prideful way, but more in a way of humility. Like, God, you did that. Yeah. Like, that was not of my own doing. Right. And so it's really easy. You might hear the, might hear the train of Dollywood in the horizon. <laughs> I think that's that, it that is. train. Yeah, it is. I love it. Um, there's always a train in There's always a train. <laughs> we are literally three hours from home. Can't, can't get away from the train. I know. But at least it's Dolly's it's train. It's Dolly's train. I don't care. <laughs> she could do whatever she wants. She could drive her train through this that, cabin. Sure could. Yes. Sure could. And I and I would endorse it. Um, but yeah, like I think I think that's why it's so important to reminisce. Mm-hmm. But um, our Queen Lisa Turker spoke first, mm-hmm. speaking of humility and self awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, she her story is absolutely unbelievable and we've kind of seen the progression of that and if you're not familiar with her she's the president of proverbs 31 ministries Mm -hmm. um and i don't want to tell too much of her story because it's her story but we've kind of seen the progression Mm -hmm. of her story play out through the years we've been going to women of joy events and it's like you know she experienced her husband being unfaithful Mm -hmm. and then being separated yeah she I think the first year we were here, she was just experiencing their reconciliation and renewing their vows. And upon listening to her speak this year, you know, they're separated again and, and yeah. have gone through a divorce, which she calls the death of her marriage. I, this sounds terrible, but I love how she put that. Well, I think that's what it is. My sister's staring at us through a window. <laughs> hey, girl. I told her she can come on here with us. Uh, yes. She always has something good to say. She always does have something good to say. Let me tell you, Lily Dillard has been on this podcast several times, um, but she's incredible, and she's always full of wisdom, and every time I'm like, I wish I had the wisdom that Lily Dillard has now when I was her age. It's a blessing. She's a blessing to our lives. Thank, I feel the same way, and she's my sister, so I'm biased, so thank you for saying that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, I think that divorce is like a death. I can't say that from like firsthand experience myself. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so far, so, so good. But I've experienced that in people who I'm really close to. Mm -hmm. And when I think about the people who I used to be close to that divorced from members of my family and, um, how I feel like we all went through a grieving process because I have not seen them since that event. Yeah. And it really is like they died in your life. Yeah. Like, or like, I'm not saying this, like wishing death on someone. I'm saying like, it might as well. Like the feeling and also the physical repercussions. Like you don't see that person. You Mm -hmm. don't hear from that person. 
like everything changes. Everything changes. And so if you're divorced out there, like I, we already have friends our age who mm-hmm. have experienced just the real tragedy that is divorce. Yeah. And and we are here for you. And if you need more resources on that, we've never spoken on that because we, I mean, we honestly don't feel qualified to talk about that. Liz is being personally attacked I know, by being... Matt. <laughs> but um, if if we need to have someone on here to talk about that, we would we would absolutely entertain that because yeah, it's it, it needs attention. Well, the thing is, is like even thinking about the context of marriage and that's, and I would like to also like preface that that's not what solely what she talked about, no, but it's in, not. but in sharing her story, I mean, it, I think it's so important that we think of almost, I think, I think we can perceive marriage as being like a race and there's something to be won mm, versus yeah. like, it's a lifelong, like it's a lifelong relationship. It's, it's, it's almost like, like a living, breathing thing. Like you have to, you have to yeah. feed it and, it's not always You're perfect so and you work at it and it's it's not like if I A plus B equals C. It's not it's not that. And so I really appreciated her vulnerability and coming and saying like it was it was up and it was down. It was up and it was down because that is the real life that we face every single day. Yeah. And I love her notes on basically just life struggles. And using the life of Joseph mm-hmm. to compare or, or even just to relate to. Um, because honestly, and we talked about this, and, and props to the youth team at my church. Um, me and my friend Sonny, you know, we, mm-hmm. we help teach a, a ninth grade girls class at our church on Wednesday nights. And the theme two weeks ago was suffering. Yeah. And I was like, props to y'all for wanting to talk to teenagers about something I cannot fully grasp myself. Because people ask me, you know, and, and this is a common question of the faith that that people who have a relationship with God get asked is, if God is so good and if God is so loving, mm-hmm. why is there suffering? Do you know what my brain always goes back to when someone asks me that question? Go ahead. Why do you think you deserve goodness? This is why I'm your friend. <laughs> But it's honest. I mean, every time I'm like, why would God do bad things? Why do you think you're so great? Why do you think you deserve good? Th- Why do you deserve good things? How good are you? What good have you done? Do you add value to the lives to the lives of those around you? Are you obedient? Are you a good friend? Like, have you done any Here's more a better wrong? question? Not a not a better question. Like, let me one yeah. up you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> are you perfect? Yeah. Are you? Which God is perfect in all of His ways. Yes. And trusting that, I, I think that more of the perspective that I can. Because I've even struggled with this. And it's not even like goodness to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's like goodness in general. Like if God is good, if he is perfect, if he is sovereign, why is there a need for a tornado to rip through neighborhoods and kill innocent? I say innocent. We're not innocent. But there's just so many questions that I do Mm -hmm. have. And I don't want to open the can of worms because my answer is I don't I don't know yeah but what I do know is what the word tells me is true and that God is sovereign and a beautiful example is in the life of Joseph but it's you're so like we don't deserve any good thing it, and the thing is is that whenever we fo- change our, our mindset from it, it's what what is happening to like why and who who it's happening for it's all for for God's glory. I think that yeah. that mindset shifted a lot for me and thinking about why God why is this so hard? Like I I'm on I'm doing what you have asked me to do. 
why are these things still hard? Why are really asking are, those questions right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like b- bad. I say bad things, but like challenging things are still happening. And I'm here right where I'm supposed to be. So if I, again, A plus B equals C, things are supposed to be going great. And they're not. And I think, I think we're not perfectly. We are playing, in our mind, we can only play checkers. Yes. And this is not a game. Life is not a game. So, like, please don't mistake me. But, like, God is playing a game of chess that has not even been introduced to the human mind yet. So much more. Like, like we can't even say, we're playing checkers and God's playing chess. No. God's, get, like, God's Beyond. outside of the board. God's yes. Out, like, you can't even confine God mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. a set of rules to a set of systems and that's what's hard and and that and i think of that verse i think it's in corinthians where it says like we're looking through a glass that's limly dimly limly dit limly dit mm, yep dimly, dimly lit. lit and like the point like period his ways are higher his thoughts are higher and like joseph literally you know he gets which First of all, he had it coming. He told his brothers that he has two dreams of them bowing down to him. And they already didn't like him. He was already the baby of the family. I'm and like, he was the favorite. And he was the favorite. Like, no, no, everyone things. knew that he was the favorite. It's not like it was even like Joseph's dad was keeping a secret and was like, oh, I secretly, like, he's my favorite. Yeah, literally, like, my parents did pretty good about, like, not having a favorite child. But I'll never forget the day Lily got a Barbie dream house. <laughs> right. I didn't get a Barbie dream house. So like and and you know he's giving him giving him this lavish coat. He is clearly the favorite. I'm like, th- they hate his stinking guts. Yeah. In the words of Alfalfa. Yeah. And so I'm like Joseph, buddy, honey, let's let's take some some rules in like socialization 101. When someone doesn't like you, let's not tell them about dreams. Right. Of them bowing down to you. True. But he he goes through this. He gets sold into slavery. He gets falsely accused of sexual harassment mm-hmm. or rape. He Spends years, like not just a little bit, years, years in prison of his youth. Yeah, in prison. Yeah, and even with a chance to get out of prison, there's still time after that where he doesn't. And God knew, like, like I love that Lisa brought up the point. Like He told the cupbearer, "Yeah, tell the tell the Pharaoh about me, and maybe I can get out of jail." And and I never before when I read this. Did it? Did I think about it the way that Lisa had put it, mm-hmm. and that Joseph was putting his hope in the cupbearer? Yes. I mean, granted, he's looking probably for anything, being like, yeah, "God, jail. you gave me this dream years ago, and yes. maybe this is my way out." Yes. And I can't help but even think about my own life and how many times something has happened close to something that I've wanted, yeah. and thought, "This has to be the Lord. This has to be my way out. This right. has to be the direction He's sending me," and I was wrong. Totally, and and the it's almost like where does where does the bulk of our hope like where does mm-hmm. what's our hope in where does our hope lie, and even after that cupbearer got out and had the chance I don't know if he told the pharaoh and he didn't care or he didn't need him at the time mm-hmm. or if he just forgot and was like oop yeah when pharaoh was like I need this dream interpreted like ooh like yeah <laughs> I'm gonna tell you <laughs> funny story like how about that but it was still two years. After Joseph put a bug in his ear, like, hey, help me yeah. get out of here. But, <clears throat> excuse me, if that time would not have passed, if if he would have got out of jail and not interpreted Pharaoh's dream, like, if it would have happened any other way, thousands, tens of thousands yeah. of people would have perished mm-hmm. 
Because God knew that Joseph needed to interpret that particular dream at that particular time so that Pharaoh could put him in charge, have a jurisdiction mm-hmm. over preparing for seven years of famine. Mm-hmm. And and because of Joseph's temporary suffering in yeah. his life, many people did not have to suffer and indefinitely. I th- and I think it's also important to recognize that these it's not like God was saving the Israelites only in this situation. Right. The, this is the same Egypt that enslaved, that in turn, like, has enslaved the Egypt, that God's people. Exactly. And so, can you imagine being on the flip side of, like, God's going to use me for something great, and it's not necessarily to save his people, mm-hmm. but others. Yeah. I'm like, and some, and um, recently went through Secret Church, um, and we yes. talked about Jonah, and heavily references very similar situation, how Jonah was also sent to save people that were not God's people. And I don't think that I'd really taken the time to fully recognize all the parallels. We know that they're there. We talk about them briefly, but when you stop to think about, okay, look at, look at Joseph, Mm -hmm. look at Jonah. I mean, and then you recognize like the story of Jesus Mm -hmm. and he came to save people that were not originally set apart as God's people. Yeah. And wow. And, and the thing is about God, his sovereign completely not only trumps mm-hmm. but just out outdoes our logic every time like i wrote down am i holding god accountable to the outcome of my own thinking mm-hmm. or even desires mm-hmm. like he is so capable mm-hmm. of things that i like logic cannot be we we can't even fathom no can't even fathom one of the things with this story um, that I really like that Lisa mentioned, and she talked about first how Joseph was rejected mm-hmm. by his own brothers, and then that he was protected during his time that he was sold into slavery and was imprisoned and everything else. And then that is what le- led to the redemption is what she had. Yeah. But I also put the restoration, a re- redemption of, of Joseph's story, but also a restoration of, of his relationship with his family. Right. And, I will, I'm just forever amazed that God cares so much. You know, we know that everything is for, for, for the good and for his glory. Right. But he cares about us as individuals to restore, to, that his name was cleared, that his relationship with his siblings was, you know, was fixed. He was able to see his father again. Things yes. that he never thought would happen, they never thought was happen, would happen, was yes. turned around. And, and that... That goes on to the point that she said that God loves us too much Mm -hmm. to not answer our prayers at the right time and in the right way. Amen. And that's how we should, that's how we should always want it. Yes. But when you start getting into that timing that really starts to be tough, sometimes we we change our mind a little bit. We feel a little differently. But wow, there's nothing that can beat God's timing. And that is so hard in the waiting. Mm -hmm. That is so hard because you think. God, do you see me? Yeah. Do you see this? Mm -hmm. But that's such a part of trusting that I don't like. Yeah. Oh, who does? Who does? It feels personal. Yeah. (laughs) It's like like, personally attacked by God. I know. It feels personal and it feels, I I think that's why it's so important to know what's true in the word. And you can only know it if you're reading it. I know. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't know that God's good. 
that I'm going to internalize everything that happens to me as bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know every good and perfect gift comes from God. Amen. And, um, like, even, you know, my kids right now, they don't like some things that I do. Yeah, they don't have to. But I'm like, I know for a fact that if you do not take a nap today, Mm -hmm. you are going to not only experience a horrible afternoon yourself, but make it really bad for everyone else in our home. Yeah. And that's a really stupid small example. No, it's real. Because sometimes we're like that too. But they don't want to rest. No. But they don't even know what they need. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that, that's they're, they're like, but I'm not even sleepy. I'm like, oh, just close your eyes. You don't have to sleep there out in two minutes. You know. Like, that's how God is with us. God knows what we need before mm-hmm. we need it when we don't want it. Well, yes. So. So good. She did great. She did great. And then um, we heard from our comedian, J.J. Barrows, which she was so oh funny. Oh, my gosh, yeah, she was great. I'm going to give her a follow. Yes, and she was she was also so relatable. I just really appreciated the I appreciated her, her stand-up and, like, totally. and how she presented. We had us all laughing. Yes. Um, and then for our next educational session, we had the one and only Jackie Hill Perry this Y'all, morning. I cannot even begin to tell you. Like, we could, I feel like we could probably have an entire episode just diving into what she talked about this and morning. And I almost don't even want, like, I, I, I think that we do need an, an episode. Let's do it. that. We'll just skim it real quick. Should we just tell everybody what we're doing? Yes. We're just going to speak it because it is going to happen. Yes. Um, next season. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we are going to uh, informally announce, I guess, no, it's formally. We're going to mm. formally announce. You guys are the first to hear. Yeah. That Chosen Girl is adding. So, you know, we, we have like a rotation. Um, last episode of the month is our guest B- episode, mm-hmm. special guest episode. Um, second to last episode of the month is our book, book club. club, which we'll be mm-hmm. continuing in season nine. And um, the third episode going in, I mm-hmm. can't believe we're, or the second episode of the month, mm-hmm. we're going to start um, doing what we're going to call a segment that is going to be brand new to Chosen Girl called Hot Tub, tub Hot, Hot Takes. <laughs> and we've never talked about hard things yeah. on the podcast until probably, I mean, we definitely as things arise that need to be talked about, like. We had an Instagram live mm-hmm. over just the issue of racism that is still like we still that needs to be a hot tub hot take issue yeah, yeah. that we talk about. Um, we did do an episode over the Nashville shooting a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, which is still something that we need to talk about. So this is your friendly reminder to yes. reach out to your representatives if you have not. One of mine got back with me. Good. He's very kind, very vague. Well, stay tuned. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna hold him accountable again. Um, so we need to talk about things that we're scared of talking about in a way that is not threatening, in yes. a way that is not glorifying our own opinion. Mm-hmm. It's simply a conversation. And the and the goal of it is, like she said, to have a conversation, but normalize Christians having conversations about tough topics that they can often disagree on. That aren't arguments. Yes, they're not. We're, we are not trying to change minds. We're trying to share perspective. And so coming yes. into this, these situations, it's, we are not, we're not speaking to be heard, but we are also, we're sitting, we're hearing, to, we're just listening. Yes. So we may have some guests in the hot tub mm-hmm. that it will be in a real hot tub. Yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, this idea Trademark was. Trademark pending. That's right. Just so you know. This was birthed out of 
our time here at Women of it Joy was. over the last years. Yes. And how whenever we get our hot tub time is like, it is a special time where we're like, okay, let's be real for a moment. Let's like have, not that we're not real, but like all cards on the table. How, where are we at? What's going on? And yes. there's no judgment. It's just something about being in a relaxed environment where like yeah. guards are down. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about how we feel about this. Let's talk about like the things that we're working through that mm-hmm. we're not sure about. Like, I don't know theologically what this is about or like, I'm not a trained professional on this issue, mm-hmm. but like when you talk about this, yeah. So, um, there's some people walking around outside, so I'm sorry if y'all hear the noise. You probably don't, but anyway. So, Jackie O'Perry, talk about her, just... Her, just, her journey. Yeah. And her entire story. Yes. With um, homosexuality. Yeah. With marriage, with how she viewed people in the church and how people yeah. in the church treated her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's something that needs to be talked about. It does. It really does. I don't. I don't even think that we have quite enough time to fully yeah, delve I, into I it today. I don't think we can do it justice right now. But I will say, no, if nothing else, um, I appreciated her talk for calling the church up in how we respond to others and period. their situation. Yes, period. And like where they are. Yes. And I mean, how, okay, if if you're coming to somebody and you're just trying to, and if they're struggling with something, they confide in you just trying to to shove scripture down their throat mm-hmm. is probably not the best approach. No. And it was a challenge to think about how do we how do we address and how do we approach those who are outside of the faith as we're attempting to welcome them into it. Right. And making sure that we're doing it appropriately and in love. I mean, yes. we need I, I, we always say you need truth and love because yes. just sharing the truth without love is mean and sharing love without truth is meaningless. Yes. And we need both. Yes. And there's a way to do it. And so I really appreciated her call to us all to do that better. And here's the thing. And, and I'm almost thinking, OK, so we, we still have Kelly Minter to talk about yes. and Lisa Harper tomorrow. Should we do a part two on this? I think we should do a part two. OK, because it's been like it's been like 30 minutes. Y'all. We just had so much to say. We're going to have to do a part two. But anyway, basically, Jackie Hill Perry is using her story to almost just go back to the chosen message. Like, and and not say, like, she copied us. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. But, like, are we looking at people as people or as a project? Ooh, when she said that, I was like, hold up. And, like, are we truly grasping the gospel Mm -hmm. and what it does in our lives and how it should affect how we treat people? Mm -hmm. Or is it just a label we've slapped on ourselves to make us feel better? Mm -hmm. Like, because point is, like, we should take our focus off of sin and our focus Mm -hmm. on people and loving them in their sin, not loving the sin. Yes. And I think that that scares people. Yeah. I think that that makes people think, oh, are people going to think I'm a bad Christian if I'm a friend to someone who is X, Y, or Z? Yeah. And that is just simply not true. Well, I think we have that fear because in those moments we care more about what God's people think than what God does. That's so true. And we should be pursuing people because of their soul, not because we don't like what they do. Right, right. And when you do that, they become a passion project mm-hmm. and not a passion for them as a human being. Right. And I'm like, I don't want anybody to look at me and the first thing that they see about me are my, like, I know actions speak louder than words, but what I do or what I've done. Right. I want them to see 
a person. Sarah, as who she is. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the beautiful things that she said um, that I, I want to say here um, is whoever you love, God loves them more. Absolutely. And for the person that has been heavy on your heart that you are praying for and you, you don't see change or that them, them repenting or turning their life around or whatever you think that they may need to do or what you know they've been called to do. Yeah. Continue to pray for them, but know that just as much as you love them, God loves them more. Absolutely. And that he's, he's doing everything that he's supposed to do. You just do what you're supposed to do. So in obedience, pray for them, check in on them, you know, be their friend. Yes. But know that God is working and that's enough. I think that we often forget the, who the convictor is. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's not us. It's not. Just like the analogy we've talked about so many times before, we are the rece- receptionist. Yeah. And God is the physician. Amen. And if we can just introduce them to the Holy Spirit, just make room for the Holy Spirit to do what he does, we have taken on job description. There's nothing worse than somebody. I don't know if y'all were ever like friends with somebody like this in high school or worked with someone like mm-hmm. this in the workplace as an adult. But when somebody tries to do something that is not their job and they do a horrible job of it. And I'm like, you don't even have to be doing this. Yeah. Why like, are you what doing are you this? doing? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that might be why some people don't like Christians so much because wow. it's annoying. Yeah. It's not our job. It's not our job. And we're bad at it. Yeah. But what we can learn to be good at is loving people right where they are mm-hmm. and knowing that their sin is none of our concern. Ooh, that's, Period. that's, that's hard for, that's hard for us to believe. I know. But we you want to right. micromanage God. You can't do we it. We cannot. We cannot. Don't put me on the list. I know. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about this more in the hot tub, y'all, next season. Yeah, we're so excited. And we'll talk about the conclusion of Women of Joy next yeah. week. Yeah, so this is part one. Stay tuned for part two. It's going to be yeah. great. Like we said, we've got Kelly Mentor that we uh, saw this afternoon or earlier this morning on session two, um, or second part of session two, and Lisa Harper, who is absolutely wonderful. Yes. We love her, and we know she's going to bring a word for us tomorrow morning. Yes. But we love you guys so much. Thanks for joining us here in the mountains. Yes. Love y'all. We'll see you later. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girl Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.